Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground. The three spooked girls. Hey, spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I am here with my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hello. Hello. And today we are reading your stories yet again. If you are new here, the last Monday of every month, we read listener submitted stories, either paranormal or true crime. And if you would like to submit your own story, you can send that to threespookedgirls at gmail.com. We do try really hard to get every email that comes in and read every story. But if you've sent one before and we missed it, just resend it. We want to read it. <laughs> yes. If you would like to hang out with us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. And we also have an amazing Facebook group that is Three Spooked Girls Official. And our TikToks, I have to say, because, oh my God, we've talked about this off recording. You know how we talk about when we're like, I wonder if there's people that don't know what we look like? Yeah. Somebody found my TikTok and was like, oh my God, I've listened to you guys for a year and I did (laughs) not know what you looked like. (laughs) Oh, geez. But she said we were beautiful. So I was like, oh, oh my God, so nice. I'm going to cry. Thank you. So yeah, if you're listening to this right now, thank you. You know what would probably like a mind fuck for people is that like I went from being like dark brown to like blonde. Yeah. <laughs> so people I like, mean, probably like, oh, who's this new person? <laughs> Just me. I feel like probably had the same feelings when I went blue. So it's true. It was your turn. <laughs> it was. But the blue is still here. That doesn't mean it's gone. It's true. The blue is... Still rocking. And I will say that my hair is looking much more blonde now that I switched to Brad Mondo's shampoo. Yeah. Pitch him today. <laughs> Our handles, if you would like to hang out with us on TikTok, is mine is spooky underscore sleuth and Jessica is spooky aunt Jesse, J E S S Y. And if you would like to support the show and our spooky endeavors, you can go to the link tree in the show notes or go to patreon.com slash three spooked girls. As little as a dollar gets you one bonus episode a month. We do all kinds of different stuff for that. We'll do sometimes we do cases and whatnot like we do here on the main feed. But then other times we do trivia. We've done Twilight trivia. We've done movie stuff. There's there's all kinds of cool stuff. And if you decide to join our five or higher tiers, you start getting video content. I have Haunted Grounds that's monthly. Jessica has Slaughters, which is kind of quarterly, kind of might be a little more. Just kind of depends how we're feeling with life. And we do live streams. There's all kinds of fun stuff. So definitely check it out. You guys get swag. You get merch. You get to pick episodes. There's all kinds of stuff, guys. All kinds of stuff. So much. But with that, we're going to get into these stories now. And I'm going to hand it to Jessica. Okay, so this first one comes from our listener, Mariana. 
And I love Paranormal, maybe? I don't know if you wrote that or if that's the actual <laughs> title. <laughs> We're going to find out if it was Paranormal or not. It says, hey, guys, I don't know if you consider this a paranormal story, but I think you might enjoy it. It is lighthearted. So my grandma passed away when I was nine years old. Mm. Her and I were very close, and I still miss her 22 years later. So hearing this happen makes me happy. My grandma was very sick, and I remember going to say goodbye to her. But when she got worse, my parents sent my siblings and I to my aunt's house. The day she died, this happened. I was coloring with my siblings and cousins, and I suddenly stopped, and I looked at my aunt and said, Grandma's in heaven now. And after that, I kept coloring. A couple hours later, my mom called my aunt to let her know that my grandma had passed away. This is their conversation. Mom, just to let you know, Lupita has passed away. Aunt, at what time? Mom, around five. Aunt in shock. Around that time, Mariana said that Lupita was in heaven. I don't remember this happening, but we were pretty sure my grandma went to say goodbye to me after she died. I hope you enjoyed it. That's so sweet. That is so sweet. I was like doing the, you know, like the emoji that you do that's like the sad eyes with the heart and then you put Mm -hmm. a heart next to it. That was my face right now. So sad. Like so sweet and cute. Yeah. It's like heartwarmingly sad, if that makes sense to anyone else. Exactly. Yes. Yes. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals like stress or depression or maybe anxiety? I know that for me, that happens a lot. And having someone I can talk to who actually knows what they're talking about is very helpful. Right. It's so nice. And especially with winter coming, I know a lot of people deal with seasonal depression and things like that. So we are super excited to be partnered with BetterHelp. And it's not a crisis line and it's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which may not locally be available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist, which let's be real, like that's a huge deal. Mm -hmm, For sure. For a lot of people, I know that getting a timely response is amazing and you will get a timely and thoughtful response from your therapist. Yes. And you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't ever have to sit in the uncomfortable waiting room as traditional therapy. And you know, me and Jessica are not about that. So another reason to love this. Exactly. Visit betterhelp.com slash spooked girls. That's better H-E-L-P and join 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. BetterHelp wants you to start living your happier life today. All right, y'all. So my first story of the evening is from Rachel. And Rachel writes, Hey, spooky girls. My name is Rachel, and I'm a brand new spookster. I found your podcast about a month ago, and I am addicted. In fact, my new morning routine for work is an iced vanilla latte, extra shot, and an episode of Three Spooked Girls. Okay, that's like sounds like the best thing ever. I love it. I love right? it. I'm here for that. It's totally my thing. <laughs> Anyway, I would like to share my encounter that happened about 10 years ago. I've always been sensitive to certain energies, I guess. I have had multiple experiences in my life from doors opening on their own, loud bangs from inside of walls. I've even had the oven knob turn all the way up once. But in my mind, I always try to come up with a logical explanation for these instances. This particular instance, however, I cannot come up with one. I was staying at my then-boyfriend's parents' house in Ohio for the holidays. And just for a little background, their house was built in the late 90s, so it was fairly newish. They were the first family to ever live there and never had any paranormal experiences. 
One night in November, my boyfriend and I attended a family party. We were out late, but we didn't partake in consuming any adult beverages that night. We were both sober Bettys when we went to bed that night. I don't know what a sober Betty is. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even read this. I don't know what a sober Betty is, but I don't think I've ever met a drunk Betty, so that makes sense to me. No, I feel like I've heard that before. <laughs> I, you know, I've heard it, for it, but I've never understood, like, I'm like, okay, was there, like, a notoriously sober Betty out there? I mean, if anybody knows. Maybe it's a town full of Bettys and everyone was drunk, so there was just, like, one one Betty who was oh, a sober Betty. Well, like, you know, didn't they in the 50s call females, like, Bettys or something? Yeah. I mean, is this, like, basically, like, designated Dave or designated Dan? <laughs> I've never heard that, but maybe. That's, like, all I could think, too. Okay. Anyway, we chit-chatted a bit, got into our PJs, cozied up, and it was lights out. At about 3.30 a.m., I know this from the clock hanging on the wall on my side of the bed, I woke up out of a dead-ass sleep. I wasn't dreaming, and I didn't have to go to the bathroom. My eyes literally just popped open. I was facing away from my boyfriend towards a wall that had his old desk against it. There, sitting in the chair, I saw a man hunched over. He was distinctly wearing a Civil War era military uniform with a hat on. He was hunched over looking down as if he was writing a letter. There was no movement. He was just there, about three feet away from me, at the desk. I was just staring, like an outsider, in someone else's room. I couldn't move. I couldn't talk. I was just frozen. I had never felt out of control in my own body before. It was like I was paralyzed. In my head, I told myself, close your eyes, wait, and open them back up. So I did. I shut my eyes, waited, and opened them back up. There. He was still there. Oh, God. (laughs) He's like, I'm not done, bitch. I'm not leaving. (laughs) Still writing a letter. My chair. Mine. My desk. I laid there motionless, just eyes fixated on what I was seeing. I told myself in that moment in my head that when you wake up, you saw what you saw. This is not imagined. You are not crazy. The next morning when I woke up, I had actually forgotten what happened. It wasn't until I was in the shower that I had my oh shit moment. My initial reaction, once I remembered, was to tell my boyfriend what happened. But then, in fear of him rolling his eyes and saying that stuff isn't real, I kept it to myself. Now here comes the freaky shit part. We go downstairs and fix coffee. We're the only ones up and are sitting at the table. About 10 minutes go by and my boyfriend, in a hesitant tone, looks at me and says, I know you're not going to believe me, but the creepiest thing happened to me last night. I immediately looked up, shocked. Had he seen the man too? I tried to respond in a calm manner. Really? What happened, babe? And then he told me when he was sleeping, he awoke abruptly out of nowhere. He said it was like he felt something there and he could feel it in his sleep. He was laying on his back, so when he woke up, his eyes were facing the ceiling. He looked down at the foot of the bed and what he saw was this black figure. He froze. He couldn't move. He couldn't talk. He said the black figure was a girl with long, dark hair. There was two different Mm-mm. things? Mm-mm. I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> She was wearing a, quote, old-timey, ragged-looking nightgown, end quote. She was standing in the open doorway where the Jack and Jill bathroom was. She didn't move. She was just there, facing him. He said he closed his eyes because he thought it was just his eyes adjusting to the dark. But when he opened them, she was there. I don't know about you, but when my eyes adjust to dark, they don't see a creepy girl in a nightgown. What the fuck? What are you, like, has he experienced this before? He's like, he opens his eyes and he's like, oh shit, there's a, there's the girl from the <laughs> ring. And then I blink my eyes a couple more times. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> ah, she's gone. It's fine. It's fine. There's just something in my eye. He said she made him feel uneasy, but at the same time, didn't move or try to wake me up. My back was turned away from him and he felt frozen. He just stared until he closed his eyes and tried to fall back asleep. After he told me this, I was in disbelief. Like, what the actual fuck disbelief? I couldn't remain calm and I told him my story. We both just sat there in awe. 
Do we tell other people or do we keep this to ourselves? How do they see two different entities and not see like each other's entities? I don't like it. Well, to be fair, he was on his back and he's like staring at her tunnel vision and then she's like facing this one way. So I get it for her, especially. Right. It just <laughs> Right. I'm just like, OK, I'm very concerned that there are two entities. Yeah, I don't like that either. We decided to keep this to ourselves. Fast forward some more months later, we ended up telling one of my boyfriend's uncles. By that time, we calmed down and were able to explain it in a matter that wasn't totally crazy sounding, I guess. Not but a month later, his uncle reached out to us. He did some research and found out that the property the home was built on was land that once belonged to Native Americans. Now, since Uh. this is a long time ago and my boyfriend and I amicably split our ways, I cannot remember the details his uncle gave on the property. I just remember him specifically saying that it belonged to a Native American tribe. I did some research on my own after, and more than likely, it was the Delaware tribe. They were forced to migrate north from the Delaware River after the Revolutionary War. They found their territories in Ohio a few years before the Civil War, but they were once again forced to relinquish their remaining land and move west of the Mississippi. With some of this very limited information, I just wonder what connection between our two paranormal experiences are. Were they from two different time periods? Did the girl happen to be Native American and have a connection to this property? Was the man a part of this girl's story or was he completely separate with his own history? We will never know. But what I do feel to be true is that night had some sort of significance to both of the spirits. Whatever that significance may be, I hope they have found peace in their afterlife. Well, that's my encounter. Thank you so much for reading. I look forward to more spooky episodes. Well, fuck. Yeah, that's a whole lot of shit to process. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. We're going to take a quick moment to say thank you to our newest patrons and those who may have increased their donations during the month of October. Thank you to Jess, Kirsten, Shannon, Courtney, Alexis, Miranda, Krista, Carmela, Mary, and Megan. Thank you all so, so much for supporting the show. We love you all so much. Healthy snacks have a bad reputation, and let's be honest, most don't taste very good, and they don't fill you up, and they certainly don't satisfy your cravings. This episode is sponsored by Monk Pack, who makes snacks that taste like your favorite sugary treats with one gram of sugar or less. Monk Pack Keto Granola Bars contain just one gram of sugar, two to three grams of net carbs, and they're only 140 calories. They're gluten-free, grain-free, plant-based, and non-GMO, so no soy, trans fat, sugar alcohols, or high-intensity sweeteners. Monk Pack keto granola bars have a soft and chewy texture and come in delicious flavors like coconut cocoa chip peanut butter and blueberry vanilla almond which i am a huge fan of the blueberry almond vanilla and the Mm. the peanut butter those are like my two favorites yes those are the top two in our house too i think for me if i had to choose one i'm definitely gonna pick the peanut butter one and my daughter as well because she's peanut butter obsessed as of late so (laughs) right she loves those ones Try it for yourself and you'll see. And we have a special deal for our listeners. Get 20% off your first purchase of any Monk Pack product by visiting monkpack.com and entering our code SPOOKEDGIRLS at checkout. And Monk Pack is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% guarantee. If you don't like it for any reason, they will exchange the product or refund your money, whichever you prefer. Again, to get started, just go to M-U-N-K-P-A-C-K dot com and select any product. Then enter the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at checkout to save 20% off your purchase. Monk Pack, delicious, nutritious food you can count on. We thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Okay, so my second story comes from another Jessica. I always get really excited when they have my name. (laughs) 
I, I'm I still did. that kid. I'm still, like, you know, when you were in school and you're like, oh, this person has my name. Yeah. And I have like the most generic middle name, too. So it was very likely that if you had my name, you also either had the middle name of Elizabeth or Anne, mm-hmm. every Jessica or Lynn. Yeah, that's pretty much the three. If you're a Jessica and you have a better middle name, and I, I say that as someone who's salty, that though my initials do spell Jess, so that's pretty amazing. <laughs> that's why I picked it, because it's the same name. Yay. Jessica writes, Hey, ladies, I just want to start by saying I love your podcast and always look forward to new episodes because y'all do the damn thing. Why, thank you. They put even a little, yeah. like, Laugh, cry emoji, you know, like the one that you and I send back and forth to each other a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I will try to keep this short and simple because I could go on for days about the creepy things that I've experienced. But today I will stick to one. When I was 12 years old, myself and a few friends had a sleepover and we were always into the creepier side of things. I believe for me, this was because I'm very sensitive to the spirits and not so friendly things we don't like to name. For a hint, it starts with a D and ends with a a hell no. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hell no, if you catch my drift. Yes, I catch your drift. You mean demons. <laughs> or the devil. <laughs> or the devil. <laughs> the devil. <laughs> Love it. Fuck. Hades, if you will. <laughs> I like that she literally wrote, okay, back to the story. Like, she, <laughs> she knew. knew. She knew. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jessica. Yes. Okay, back to the story. Uh, On this night, the four of us, including myself, were playing light as a feather. Which, can I say that, like, I don't know how that shit works. But, like, it always seemed to work. And I'm, like, still, like, traumatized. Right? Honestly, same. And now I just think of Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) Now we had a mix of friends, some smaller, some smaller and some heavier. But somehow, some way, we were all able to lift each other and every one of us a foot off the ground. And mind you, we only had three around whomever was lying on the ground. Just said, like, it'd make, it's, like, the sisterhood of the traveling pants, but like levitation. So of course, after we all went, we were shocked that we had managed to lift everyone. But for myself, I was extremely creeped out and had a bad pit in my stomach. As I have grown, I pay attention to this pit because I usually it's usually telling me something. So fast forward to the next day and the other two friends went home and my bestie stayed another night. We were sitting in my living room watching a movie and all of a sudden a black tall figure with a hat. Oh, Tara's your friend. A black tall figure with a hat on. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly what you're thinking. The hat man walks down the stairs slowly. And when it reaches the bottom of the staircase, it disappears straight into my closet at the end of the steps. My bestie and I connected eye contact, looked back at the stairs, looked at each other, and then jumped up so fast and ran to the door where we sat outside until my mother came home. See? It's smart. Smart. Jessica's are smart. Smart. Yes. We Final don't- girl. Final girl energy right here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. You don't stay in. Like, I'm always like, why did you stay in? I mean, granted, I rolled over and went to sleep. I'm going to stay in and go upstairs. It's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go in the closet wait, wait, and lock myself in. Oh, no, I was making fun of that in horror movies. I always run upstairs from the killer. Oh, or downstairs. It's like, never go. If you were in a horror movie, the way to survive, never go stairs. I'm going to go in a basement that I have no way to get out of. It's fine. No stairs. I mean, unless the basement has like an exit, like a clear. That's what I'm saying. Ones without anything. Like, what the fuck, man? Okay. Okay. 
We digress. When she arrived, we told her about what happened. She questioned us about this figure like 10 times. Not knowing why she explained when she was a baby, she lived in a house where a whole family was murdered by an intruder who managed to move throughout the house, killing them one by one through the crawl spaces that connect them mm-hmm. off the bedrooms. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, Jessica's mom, no. <laughs> One night, my aunt, who used to babysit my mom, refused to come back to the house because she saw the same man walk up their basement stairs. She (gasps) ran to the bathroom with my mom, who was still a baby at the time, and locked herself in the bathroom. As she sat there, not knowing what she was going to do, the bathroom door and the crawl space door were both shaking at the same time. Oh, no, I don't like that. I don't like that one Mm-mm, bit. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, I don't like this at all. She sat there in the, in the split style with one foot on each door. She continued until my grandma and grandpa came home. They found her in the bathroom, shaking and bawling, cradling my mom. My aunt refused to step back in that house. Now, 30 years later, I witnessed the same man. I mean, I agree with your aunt. She made the right choice. Mm-hmm. We all wondered if this thing attached itself to my mom when she was a baby. <sighs> Well, thanks for reading, and I apologize if it's so long. I don't even think it's that long. I think we need more details. No. Oh, my God. Oh, so scary. <laughs> Much love from a Michigander? Michigander. Michigander. Thank you. I don't know how to say Something. shit. <laughs> I don't either. They're probably gonna be like, Sarah, you're written. dumb. <laughs> no, That's it's how we're saying it. Okay. It's, it's written the way you said it. I added letters. <laughs> P.S. My mom was baptized later on in life, and I never saw the hat man again possibly this took care of it or it was just a one-time thing but either way creepy oh my god like creepy i i don't i don't fully understand ew okay i like that at least it went away our last story of the evening morning whatever time you're listening to this comes from sarah sarah writes hello ladies first let me start off by saying i love 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 your podcast you are both amazing individuals Thank you. They're so nice. I know a lot of times people write in with their spooky ghost encounters, but this one isn't spooky at all. I figured I would share this heartwarming story with y'all. Let me preface by saying I believe in the paranormal, but this freaked me the fuck out. My uncle and I were always close. I grew up without a dad in the picture, so I considered him like my dad. I always remember him calling me his little girl because my aunt and him tried to have children, but it just didn't work out for them, sadly. I have so many beautiful memories from him as I was growing up and into my adulthood, so it came as a huge shock when he suddenly became ill after I graduated from high school. I had these big plans of getting out of my small town and going to either Montana or Wyoming for college, but that got put on hold because I stayed home to help my aunt take care of my uncle. I honestly didn't mind helping out with him. It was the least I could do because he was always there for me. I guess you could say I was very spoiled by him, lol. As this mysterious illness started to progress, we looked into other ways of healing for him with my family being Native American. We went to a medicine man to try and get some answers as to why this was happening to him or what could possibly be done to heal him. I was sitting down next to him when they were performing one of the ceremonies. The medicine man stopped halfway through and asked me if I was pregnant because what he was doing next, I couldn't be in the room if I was. My uncle and I both looked at each other in shock and I assured the medicine man that I wasn't pregnant, especially considering the boyfriend I had at the time was in another state due to being in the military, lol. Side note, thank God that relationship didn't work out because I wouldn't be where I am today with my current boyfriend of six years. He explained that I had a strong presence from a baby who is attached to me and is ready for me to be its mother when the timing is right. Looking back now, I just smile because I know for some reason that moment was supposed to happen. But continuing on with my story. Sorry, I have a tendency to get sidetracked. It's okay. We do too. (laughs) Have you heard me tell a story? Right? Fuck. (laughs) 
After the ceremony was over, we learned that the mysterious illness my uncle had was brought on by a curse or, a ba or bad medicine from someone who he had contact with. My uncle by no means was a mean-spirited individual. In fact, I don't think that man had a mean bone in his body. So this really came as a shock to me that someone could do something like this to another individual. He and my aunt traveled everywhere, throughout our home state, and even as far as Michigan and Ohio to see specialists regarding his heart and the mysterious swelling that would happen around it. Some days he would have so much swelling and buildup from liquid in his body that he would have to go get it drained out of him. Otherwise, he couldn't breathe. Oof, that's horrible. Mm. It was frustrating to see him get sicker and still have no real concrete answers as to what this illness was. As the end was drawing near, he had surgery to put a stint in one of his heart valves to see if that would help out. After the surgery, everything was fine for a couple of weeks and sadly went right back to the way it was before. I remember him being really distanced with us girls and it killed me watching him suffer so much. One afternoon, I was over to help him with his medication and his pick line that's how much he was in the hospital. They just decided to keep that in for him instead of redoing his IVs. He told me that when they were doing his surgery, he coded on the table and he lifted up above his body where he could see the doctors and nurses working on him. And then he remembers floating out into the waiting room where he could see my aunt praying and crying for him. I was so amazed by this and also had no idea he had coded on the table because he didn't want to scare us girls. About a month later, he had actually regained a little bit of strength, so we thought there was a glimmer of hope he was getting better. Looking back now, I really didn't put two and two together when he started to sell his most prized possessions like his four-wheeler and camper and his hot rod we were working on and then his beloved Harley motorcycle. I just thought it was to help pay his medical bills, but I think deep down my uncle knew that his time on earth was about to be ending. I can still remember this day and I often replay it. The buyer for the motorcycle was coming by later that evening. My uncle, I swear, used every ounce of his being to get enough strength to go outside and ride his Harley around the block one more time. We could hear him revving it up as he came back closer to the house. When he pulled into the driveway to park it, he ended up dumping the bike. That scared the living shit out of me because my uncle was a very skilled rider. Luckily, the neighbor guy across the street saw this and came running over to help him up. The look of defeat on my uncle's face, I can still picture to this day. Literally a couple days later, my uncle's health took a turn for the worse. We rushed to the hospital to find out today would be the last day when we would have to say our goodbyes. All day, family members came and went, and finally it was just my aunt, my mom, and myself in the room with him. I sat down beside him for hours. My mom and aunt would ask me if I wanted to get up to go to the bathroom or if I wanted to grab something to eat, but I refused to move. I just wanted to be there and hold his hand and speak to him, letting him know I was there for him. I finally went and got up to grab something out of my purse and grab something to drink when I heard the machines go off and it was in that instant my uncle, who I considered to be like a dad to me, the most important man in my life, had passed away. I swear to this day, he did that when I was least expecting it so it would hurt less. Okay, we're almost to the part in my story where I said earlier, freaked me the fuck out, lol. <laughs> a month or so passed, I wanted to get my first tattoo and dedicate it to my uncle, but I wasn't sure what I really wanted. I found myself in a local shop browsing around when I found this beautiful wooden jewelry box. I picked it up and started reading the scripture that was carved into it. It was a Bible verse that read, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1. 1. At that time, I wasn't really religious. My family didn't go to church every Sunday, but I believe in God and the afterlife. And at this moment, I knew that I wanted this Bible verse on my tattoo for two reasons. One, it's a beautiful saying and it really spoke to me. And two, if you add 11 and 1 together, you get 12. Now, December 11th was my uncle's birthday and my birthday is December 12th. I get goosebumps every time I think about this. I know in my heart that this was meant to be, and this was my uncle speaking to me. I decided to get angel wings and this shaped into a heart with the word faith under it and the Bible verse 11.1. So now when I look down on my wrist, I will always remember him and always remember that I am a strong woman and to have faith no matter what the situation is. Okay, finally to the part where I get freaked the fuck out. 
I wanted to go show my aunt the idea I had for my tattoo, so I was going to swing by her work and show her real quick. I had walked into the mall and go up to the salon where my aunt is a hairdresser. I had happened to see she was busy with a customer, so I figured I'd go browse the mall for a while until she was done. I ended up going into the Hallmark store and just looking around. Growing up as a kid, my mom would always collect those precious moments figurines for me, so I figured I would just go and see what selection they had on hand. I can't explain it, but I just had this magnetic pull to one of the figurines towards the end of the display. I looked and looked again, and it was a figurine of a boy in a hot rod. I thought, oh, that's so cute, and plus it's driving a hot rod just like my uncle had plans to do before he passed away. I ended up buying the figurine and walking back to my aunt's work. She had finished up with her customers, so I'd gone over there to show her my tattoo idea first. She said she really loved it and that she was sure my uncle would too. Then I proceeded to show her the figurine that I had just bought for her. As she was looking at it, she about dropped it and had this look of shock on her face. I asked her what was wrong. I thought maybe it was too soon to get her something like that. She told me that my uncle was keeping it as a surprise, but he was going to paint his hot rod we were working on together with purple flames on the side because I had suggested it a year or so ago. Not even kidding you, the figurine I had had been drawn on too was a little boy with brown hair like my uncle's and he was sitting in a purple hot rod with flames on the side of it. And to top it off, my aunt also was freaking out over the fact that this figurine had a heart with wings on it, just like my tattoo. We were both so damn shocked at this and about even more when she read the card that came with it saying, I'll always be racing towards your heart. Needless to say, I was freaked the fuck out. The only way I can explain it was that fate and my uncle was letting us know that he was still around. I still find comfort in knowing that my uncle is at peace and isn't suffering anymore, and I also believe that he is always taking care of my little one or little ones up there until I'm ready for them here on Earth. Thank you girls for reading my story. I know it was long, but I wanted to share this crazy and cool experience I had with y'all. Keep up the great job on your podcast. Thank you for always making my day. I love your content and the fact that you two, that you two sassy and cool ladies aren't afraid to tell it like it is and swear while doing it. And to all my fellow spooksters, I wish you all the best and send you love and good vibes your way. Oh, that's cute. That's so crazy about the car, though. Like, painted exactly the fucking same. Th- that's all, like, those kind of things that happen, like, people are like, oh, those are coincidences. And I'm like, that's no. That's so specific. It's Purple like, with flames? Like, no. Yeah. That's not a common thing. And on a precious moments thing, like, that, I don't, that's not what comes to my brain either. So, that was meant to be. That was meant to be. No, I, I, I totally get I love it. it. All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up for today. We hope you enjoyed this month's listeners' encounters. Again, if you would like to submit your own story, you can send it to our email, and that is at threespookgirls at gmail.com. But we're going to go ahead and sign off, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye, guys.